the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans to magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. I'm uh, very pleased to welcome to the show this week, back to the show, uh, Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. And he picked up that nickname when he was essentially the only Republican on the South Side of Chicago when he was growing up there. And uh, it was uh, interesting that in that heavily Democrat environment, he was able to discern and think for himself and realize that uh, the nation's interests and his interests were not served by the Democrat Party. And uh, that kind of independent thinking is far too rare and should be recognized uh, when, uh, when, when we see it. Uh, Kenny, welcome, to, welcome back to the show. Hey, 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 my home from home, my home, you know, my second home. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Imagine being a young kid on the south side of Chicago and you're not you're not walking the line. You're not talking that talk. You're basically telling everybody around you. Y'all got some stinking thinking going on here. It was rough, Greg. It was worth worth but uh, worth it. <laughs> yes. And uh, we, we, won't, we won't tell the full story, but uh, on one of your previous uh, appearances, not appearances, one of your previous times on the show that uh, at one point you were confronted with join the gang or die, and you said, "I'll." You 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 say you would rather die than join the gang, and that level of courage is even even more rare than wow. uh, being able to think for yourself. And, and and thank you for that, Greg. But you know, I, I thought about that some more because if you, if you go on my Facebook page, uh, the Southside Unicorn Show, you'll see that I get clips from uh, people in Chicago, my life in the shy, and things like that. And sadly, I saw a video clip of a young man lose his life just last week. He was an unarmed, regular kid, and one of the uh, killers basically came up and and gunned him down. Uh, When I said I didn't want to become a gang member, I don't know if that was courage talking more than it was just plain old disgust. I was disgusted with them because I, I could see, you know, my community is 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 damaged because there's people in it who are so destroyed on the inside themselves that killing, selling drugs to other human beings, harming women, these things mean nothing to them. And they just disgusted me. So yeah, that day, Greg, I think I was, I was talking back more out of disgust than courage. (laughs) Oh, whatever it was, uh, that quality, that quality is far, far too rare in the world and uh, deserves to, and deserves to be recognized when you see it. Yeah, there's, you. you know, there's, there are times when, you know, you can say something, you can do something. Um, a Hollywood actress stands up in, at an award show and criticizes Donald Trump, and she's so brave. You know, <laughs> she says that to a, 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 you know, a room where everyone or virtually everyone agrees with her, and anyone who doesn't agree with her is afraid to say so. Yeah. So there's that, you know, so, so there, there's that, that, there's that kind of courage or you, you, you wear your mask, you, you submit to the government, you obey, uh, you know, that's, that's being brave. No, but then, then there's real courage, uh, mm. that battle and, and a wartime. Uh, but so it's when you have something to lose, when you yeah. put something, when you put your life, your fortune uh, as, as our founders and we're going way off. 
it's interesting how we start off with an idea of where the show's going to go, and the conversation goes off in an entirely different direction. But our I just like visiting with you, Greg. <laughs> our founders, when they signed that Declaration of Independence, we mutually pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And they knew, and they were rebelling against the against the king, that mm-hmm. if they lost, and they were caught they would be hung as traitors to the crown. Exactly. Yeah, so, I think about those, that, that statement all the time, Greg, and I'm like, it worked in those days, and, and I think uh, we need to revamp and, and, and use those words again now because it's going to take courage, it's going to take unity, and our treasure for us to begin to turn this around. We are really going down a dark path, aren't we? It is now, and I think that I, our situation is far more precarious than most people realize. Even people that n- n- basically agree with us, you know, things they, they see problems, but everything's still basically working. There's still most usually food in the store. There's uh, you know, they can drive their car. There's usually gasoline at the gas station. The uh, electricity works. The, the the water and sewage systems work so far. Uh, depending on where you live, crime is a is not necessarily a problem for you. Uh, I'm fortunate to live in a place. Yeah, you have to be concerned, but it's not. I don't feel dang, I don't feel unsafe walking outside of where I live, and that's not always true in America. Uh, but when you look at the the whole combination of things, the debt, uh, the unsustainable debt, the dumbing down of the next generation, the open borders, and millions upon millions of who knows who are pouring into the country, seven million so far, more than the popu- since since uh, Biden became president and they stole that last election, seven million more than the population of thirty five states have poured across that border and large measure, we don't know all who, who they are. Um, and there's within that, there's a million plus at least getaways, people that weren't even processed, never even turned themselves into the border patrol of uh, the division, the, the belief in the country, the decline of patriotism, the decline of belief in God, the decline of religion, the, uh, they can mention the dumbing down, never mind indoctrinating the students and dumbing them down. Um, and I could go on and you look at this and you go, whoa, um, what do we do about it? And it's, it's, uh, it's easy to give up. And this really kind of goes off in a little bit different direction again, is that one is, I think we need to, and you can give you a chance to respond that we need to realize and recognize that we are in a cultural, political, economic, and legal civil war for the fate and future of our country, freedom, and republic. And we face a ruthless and remorseless enemy dedicated to destroying our country, freedom, and republic. Because you can't win a war if you don't know you're fighting one. And you don't recognize that you're fighting one. And I think far too many, particularly Republican electeds, don't seem to realize that. Would you agree with, with the assessment that we are in a, so far, mostly non-shooting civil war? Well, you know, the non-shooting part is, and, and I'm not advocating violence, don't, don't misunderstand me, but the non-shooting part is to our detriment because the opponent that we are against has found a way to get everything they want Without using weapons, um, I'm reminded of uh, Khrushchev when he threw his shoe at the uh, United Nations. He said, we're going to get you, America, and your children are going to bury you. I, I, I'm like, what was, what was he? Was he uh, looking through a crystal ball or what? Because here we are. No need, for, no need for bullets when your children won't even salute your flag, when your children don't even consider themselves to be Americans when your children are looting your stores every day. Um, yeah, we're at war. You're right. And, and it's a civil war. And unfortunately, those who are attacking America 
are getting everything they want out of doing the media, you know, through the media, through these politicians, through uh, Kamala Harris or whatever you want to call her, Camel, whatever, that lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, Greg, we're, we're in a civil war, and it's a shame. It is a shame, but I think we're not recognizing reality doesn't change reality. So you can stick you know, the proverbial the, prover, the proverbial ostrich with his head in the sand. I don't, and I don't know if ostriches really do stick their hand in the sand, but that's become a uh, a uh, a meme, a or an idea, or a, that to illustrate something. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. The paraphrase of what, of what Ayn Rand said is you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And exactly. I think that, I think that is an unfortunate reality that, um, we need to, we, we need to deal with. And we either accept it, we lose the country, we lose our freedom, we lose the republic, or mm-hmm. we have to stand up and resist that. And we're not at the stage. It could come to that. We hope not of a, of a shooting civil war again, but nonetheless, and I think the we are divided more and more on deeper, more fundamental levels than at the time of the shooting civil war, where the, almost everyone was a Christian. They probably they respected George Washington, probably respected Thomas Jefferson, uh, shared a common language, believed, you know, obviously the Southerners didn't believe in extending, the, they still believed in slavery and supported that. Um, but the idea that we have having a representative democracy and the Constitution were all, were all basically things that they, they agreed upon. It just didn't that one big the big issue there, which led to the secession, was slavery. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now, and now we as as an example of what, just one thing you got these people that are, that think that believe it is a moral imperative to chemically and surgically castrate, mutilate, and sterilize children. Which you know it, it basically goes back to good and evil. Uh, back in the day, we, we were fighting about an evil issue, which was slavery. Slavery was evil. But because of, as we were talking earlier about this new energy that's taken over our country and our children's minds, evil has not, evil is not so easily defined. It is actually the lifestyle. You know, like you said, mutilating our children. Uh, when you go to school and you have teachers who are eager to put a man in front of your children, you know, gyrating his, his body in front of children. I mean, there used to be a time that they put you in jail for annoying a minor if you did something like that. But now you can go to any uh, elementary school and, and may as well take some dollar bills with you when you go. Well, yeah, I mean, don't give the kids dollar bills to, uh, to, to tip bills. the dancer. Exactly. You know, so that, that I think that's where we, we lost it, Greg. Is that we we were able to define evil before evil evil was a backdrop against the goodness of this nation. We you know this nation was founded for a good and moral people, and 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 though Kamala Harris might want to argue with it and all these things, yes, racism existed, slavery existed, but at the very core of America, this was was a good and moral country. So evil was easy. It was like spotlighting. Well, now as, as we're giving ease to our cowardice, basically in our churches, because these pastors aren't doing what they're supposed to do, you know, as, as, as good moral fiber begins to give, now evil is the mainstream. Now, now our children can't, there's nothing for them to compare it against. What they see is what simply is. As the Bible says in Isaiah 520, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Um, Illustrates and foretells our current times. Let's hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. 
and across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased to uh, be uh, joined this week by the Southside Unicorn, a.k.a. Kenny White. Uh, great. Uh, he has his own show under that uh, under the uh, podcast under that same name, Southside Unicorn. Uh, we're going to talk about now what that. Uh, actually intended to talk about in the uh, first segment is that uh, this past week uh, more evidence came to light of the massive blatant in-your-face corruption of the uh, Biden family and for his entire career Joe Biden has monetized his office and profited himself and his family and often not just Americans paying him off but it's also foreigners Ukrainians Chinese, probably a heck of a lot of others. So, of course, yeah, with, with, that, with that news, there was another indictment issued by the Injustice Department against Donald Trump, this one for his efforts to combat vote fraud following the uh, 2020 election. Uh, liberal law professor Jonathan Turley, now he's, he's liberal, he's, um, he's probably registered Democrat, but he has, he has principles. He believes in the Constitution. He's more like an old, a, more of a classic liberal, not a new anti-American, anti-freedom liberal. And uh, Turley wrote, Special Counsel Jack Smith just issued the first criminal indictment of alleged disinformation, in my view. If you take a red pen to all of the material, presumptively protected by the First Amendment, you can reduce much of the indictment to a haiku. And, oh, continues, wow. and he continues, the press conference held by Smith only deepened the unease for some of us. Smith railed against the January 6th riot and made it sound like he was indicting Trump on incitement. He didn't. The disconnect was glaring and concerning. And of course, that's exactly what's going on here. It is they are the establishment, the deep state, the swamp is they both not only hate and despise Donald Trump, they also fear him. And they will do anything possible to keep him from being president. I think uh, we're not going to delve into it in the, all the evidence, but the 2020 election was clearly stolen, and about 66% of American voters, according to Rasmussen, believe that fraud affected the outcome of the 2020 election, uh, including about 40% of Democrats so what I, what, and the, the kind of the take on it is not so much that the the legalities of it. Uh, Turley Spoy weighed in on it. Alan Dershowitz, another liberal law professor, said that a conviction in this case would be overturned by the Supreme Court on First Amendment grounds. That's what all they allege is is his speech and his political activity, organizing a rally, filing lawsuits, all protected by the First Amendment. Well, but they're, they're, they're doing what they do. If you remember what, uh, 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 the senator, I, I, his name is escaping me, but he said they'll find a way to get you three ways from Sunday. Oh, yes. Uh, that was Schumer. That was, that, that was, was, that, excellent. I, I had forgotten about that. Shortly after Donald Trump was elected in 2020, before he became, was, was, was inaugurated, he had said something about the CIA and then, she, uh, Schumer said that uh, you, you should be smarter than that because the CIA has six ways from Sunday to get you. Exactly, and that's what we're, that's what we're seeing play out. 
is they're actually keeping their promise, which is we don't we don't play by the rules. What are you what are you fools talking about? We we're above the rules. So what we're watching with uh, uh, former President Donald J. Trump reminds me of a gentleman, and I hope I pronounce his name right now. I'm sure you're going to get this right away. Uh, Thomas D. Torquemada. He was the head of the Spanish Inquisition. Hmm. That's, I mean, this man. For you Monty Python fans out there, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's where I was trying to go with that. But here's this dude, Smith. What a mealy mouth, wormy loser of a man this guy is. But he's only representative of his boss. Uh, I am so glad that the GOP got it right to not allow the uh, uh, attorney general to become a member of the Supreme Court. They got that one spot on. Could you imagine this guy being a part of the Supreme Court and we could never get rid of him? That would have just been bad. But to see this attack against President Trump every day, day in and day out, the mischaracterization of what they're actually charging him with, because they are hoping that the people aren't intelligent. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're hoping that the people aren't intelligent enough to get past the passion play. They're, they are indicting him, but then when they hit the microphone, they're making it sound like something totally different than what it is. And, Greg, I suspect it's for this one simple soundbite. I hope I haven't run into the future to create the past, but I believe this is what they're after, Greg. Do you remember in the first debates, which was just incredible and electric, where President Donald J. Trump told Hillary Clinton to her face, she's like, I'm certainly glad you're not going to be president. He's like, because if I was, you'd be in jail. Remember when he said that? I do. These petulant children, these dangerous little rats, are going to tear down a nation for a soundbite so that they can turn around and show the people it wasn't Hillary that went to jail. But it was President Trump who went to jail. And when they, when they, if they succeed in that, they will have destroyed the Constitution. They will have destroyed the American people's faith in their nation. They will have destroyed the one last hope we have right now of turning this nation back around. This is a serious game, and they're playing for all the marbles, Greg. Exactly. And as we talked about in our first segment, in the, non, the non-shooting political, cultural, economic, and legal civil war is... We face a ruthless and remorseless enemy. Uh, Thank you. And would you, would you make exactly right? After 16, Hillary Clinton and all of these Democrats were claiming, were screaming vote fraud. Um, in fact, we have a, which is basically what Trump is being indicted for is, is to claim that the, the election is fraudulent, to claim there's vote fraud is now a crime in America. Not the vote fraud, but, but contesting it and pointing out the vote fraud is the crime. But uh, we have a, a little segment here of Democrats, all Democrats, talking about um, vote fraud and uh, these election machines. Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. Right. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and, and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things. But in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. The uh, vice president straight into the truth there at the, at the end of that. And then the, the whole clip I, we have would go 11 minutes of nothing but Democrats telling about how voting machines are insecure and are hacked and can change votes. I wonder, Kenny, do, when do you suppose the indictment of 
the Democrats in that video is going to be coming down for spreading election misinformation uh, like they just indicted a Donald Trump for. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, we're, we're living in the era of the new brown shirts, the Bolsheviks. And, you know, it's so weird, Greg, you said it many times before about the Bolsheviks. So I did my homework on those people. These people are the same people. I mean, it's it's incredible what we're up against. So, no, it's not likely that's going to happen. <laughs> yes, um, I, I think Bolshevism is the official is now the official religion of the Democrat Party. Seems to be, uh, but, but 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 of course, as we all know, the uh, laws are for little people and Republicans. Uh, that's all the time we have in this half. Uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution, do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host, that would be me. Uh, Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to be joined by Kenny White, a.k.a. the uh, South Side Unicorn, a nickname he picked up when growing up in the South Side of Chicago. And he was uh, essentially the only Republican in that area. But even as a young man, even as a teenager, was able to discern that uh, the Democrat Party was not serving his interests, nor the interests of America. They definitely were not. And you know what's so crazy, Greg? When I would identify as a Republican, even at age 12 and 13, right? Part of the urban legend was, man, you ain't no billionaire. You ain't no millionaire. Why do you think you're a Republican? And now isn't it ironic that we look up and the majority of billionaires and millionaires are Democrats? What's going on? (laughs) Yep, and that that's abs that's absolutely true. And uh, the Democrats pretend, oh yeah, vote for us. We're going to get those rich guys for you. Yeah, but of course, but of course they never do. <laughs> and don't forget about those good old reparations. They're yeah. coming one of these days. Watch this real quick. You remember that song? I heard it on Hee Haw one time. It was a song called "I'm Going to Play My Banjo." And the guy just kept talking about how good he could play the banjo and all of that. But he never, ever played the banjo during the whole song, right? That's, that should become the reparation song. Because they keep trying to tell people they're going to do it. And every you know election cycle, they bring that back up. Um, it's a shame, Greg. It's, <laughs> so, yeah, growing up on the south side of Chicago, trying to tell my people, you know, and I know some, some take offense when you hear someone say my people. But let's keep it real. That was the community I grew up in, the south side of Chicago. The majority of people over there were black. And I was trying to tell them, hey, guys, we're getting bamboozled. We're being hoodwinked. We're being led astray by the Democrat Party. Y'all need to cut it out. <laughs> I, do want, I do want to get back to the latest indictment of Donald Trump in the broader context of uh, protecting freedom of speech and the efforts by the Democrat Party and, the, uh, and our rulers to suppress freedom of speech. But... Let me do, let's, t- let's take an, let's take another little detour here. And okay. I guess what I, I, you know, you know, you say your people. Okay. And to some extent that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that's true. But what I guess I don't understand is, and I've, and, I've, and I have a heart is 
you look at what's the condition of the inner cities and particularly the black neighborhoods and inner cities in Baltimore, Chicago, Oakland, other places. And mm-hmm. you would think that after decade, after the Democrat voting for Democrats for year after year, decade after decade, and things only get worse, the schools, the streets, prospect for jobs, it's hard to find anything that's getting better in these urban, lower-income black areas and blacks and majority black cities, but they don't change how they vote. And so since since you're our designated representative for, quote, your people, unquote, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what what do you suppose what 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 are what are they thinking? Well, Greg, honestly, they're not thinking, and I'm not being critical. I'm not being negative. I'm pointing out a truism. Um, LeBron, LeBron James, who I have dubbed hashtag LeBron James, has a school, and the black community hails this man as some type of hero of the community. Well, they've done an assessment over the last three years of his school, and none of the children that attend his schools are able to pass the mathematic test. So that's one. And and two, we were the biggest, and I, boy, I, I got to be careful here, but I'm going to say it since you asked, I'm saying it. We were the biggest whiners, and I'll use that word. We were the biggest whiners about freedom and justice. We shall overcome and all this stuff. I mean, we're marching and we got Jewish people, white people. Everybody's marching with us for freedom. I mean, they're getting hit with water hoses, getting bit by dogs, the whole nine yards. And now when I look up and I see this incredible level of injustice, level that President Donald J. Trump, the majority of the attorneys generals who are spearheading these ridiculous attacks are black. When I look at the Warnock, for example, Warnock helped to, you know, he, he was reelected and he brought uh, President Biden down to his church and was embarrassed to even look at the man because he could see that President Biden is not stalwart, that there's nothing there. So to answer your question, Greg, is this. Regrettably, sadly, over 50 years of conditioning has been placed into the black community. I'll use this term and I'm sure you can, the audience can relate to me on it. You remember the test they used to call Pavlov's dog, where, you know, you, you, you train a dog to do a certain thing. I'm not equating people to dogs, but I got to make this point. The Pavlov's dog, you do certain things with him, and he immediately starts to salivate. Well, unfortunately, that's what's happening with the black community. All they have to do is point at Republicans and say, MAGA, MAGA people, or the optic of a white cop doing something to a black person, which sometimes it goes wrong, but that's not all the time. So unfortunately, Greg, there is a true uh, Helsinki type of uh, syndrome going on within the black community where we are our own worst enemy, Greg. We really are. Yeah. And uh, there's also, of course, a lot of pressure put on if you, as you you yourself have experienced, is that if you deviate from the Democrat Party line and you're one of these uh, um, uh, quote unquote minority groups, they're supposed to vote Democrat. You know, you're you're a traitor to your race. You're a, you're an Oreo cookie. Or um, we had uh, oh, we, we had Denise Aguilar on our on our show on our show last week, and uh, she's Latina, and uh, but she de- she deviates from the Democrat Party line, and she's a, uh, she, she's a, she's a quote <laughs> she's a quote coconut unquote because you're brown on the outside right. and white right. on the inside. Yeah, but but she but she's hot. She's she's definitely bringing the noise. I like her. She's good people. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, and again, we're just taking a little deviation here. I do want to promote that um, our guests last week, uh, the Freedom Angels, uh, Denise Aguilar and Tara Thornton, are going to be in SoCal. And we're on this Saturday. But on Sunday at 4 o'clock, they're going to be at Riley's Farm up in Yucaipa. And they're going to be a, presenting a program of things they do politically and more broadly. Because um, they're not just the lobby the state legislature and get, try to get people in the districts to lobby the, and pressure their state legislators, and they have had some success in blocking some of these terrible bills up there. But they're also into what they, what they, what they call 
building out a new society. And we talk about that as building our own. And I think that's one of uh, an essential strategy in the um, non-shooting civil war that we have underway is to build our own institutions. We're not going to take back Harvard. We're not going to take back Hollywood. We're not going to take back um, the government-run schools. What we need to do is build our own institutions. And what they're doing is help trying to train people, particularly women, to to do that and how to take care of their families outside of these corrupted institutions. So check them out. They'll be at 4 o'clock at Raleigh's Farm, and you can go to their website for tickets at freedom-angels.org and click on events on the website, and you can get your tickets for that event. And I'm, I'm planning to attend to uh, see more of what they're up to, and I would encourage everyone else to. There it is. And just real quick, about four years ago, I did a podcast show, podcast show that I said bifurcate America. Um, <clears throat> the left was so incensed by it that they deleted it every time it was posted up. But I did get a positive recognition from Dan Bongino. He actually liked it and then uh, lifted it up. He was like, this guy is spot on. I said four years ago, actually years before, it's time to bifurcate America. Because the divide is very serious. You said this is a civil war with no bullets. The only reason that is is because we've given all our bullets to the Ukraine. And so, <laughs> you, you know, eventually, if we, don't, if we don't find a positive solution to this thing, it only has one ultimate, you know, direction that it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to avoid this rabbit hole and, and this detour of, of, of divorce. I, I agree. I think... We, we, we sometimes divorce is best for all concerned. And I think we're at that. I think we're at that point in our country, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I do want mm-hmm. to return to, and we only have a little bit of time left in this segment. Uh, so I'm going to make a command decision here as the host. Before we go back into a different subject, let's hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, a place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution, do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Reddit's Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Pleased this week to be joined on the show by Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. After several diversions and uh, detours and rabbit holes, which hopefully our <laughs> listeners will, will, will find of interest. I know Kenny and I found them to be of interest. Um, Organic uh, conversation, Greg. <laughs> our, our, our engineer only briefly dozed off during our during our conversation, so it's, it can't it can't it can't be it can't be it can't be that bad. Um, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin said, um, "He who would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech." Uh, Harry Truman, Democrat or traditional Democrat, well, those Democrats that. Uh, um, still were patriotic and loved the country, even if we might disagree on some policies, had said that uh, when even one American who has done nothing wrong is forced by fear to shut his mouth, shut his mind, and close his mouth, then all Americans are in peril. Yeah. And like, you can many other quotes about the importance of freedom of speech. And what we've seen here, uh, even without the uh, Trump indictment, which is part of it, is a coordinated effort 
to circumvent the Constitution and suppress freedom of speech. They can't at this stage, although maybe this Donald Trump case is the first example, as Professor Turley said, of coming in and prosecuting you for what you say. Yeah. But they found all sorts of other ways of of, of getting of asking the big damn tech companies to censor you to limit three or not, if not not take down your post, at least limit its reach and shadow ban you. And there's a whole mechanism outside the government of non various nonprofit groups. Uh, businesses get involved in this and not advertising uh, on social media or on websites that. Uh, say anything contrary to the official government narrative. And for a long time, they tried to censor based on, quote, hate speech, unquote, which is not Mm -hmm. a recognized category under the First Amendment, as the Supreme Court has held. But now they've they've blown past hate speech into what they call misinformation, which, of course, is anything that is contrary to the government, the official government narrative of the day, which uh, Fauci has gone from masks don't work to masks work, to now they, the government has recognized that, uh, oh, yeah, well, I guess masks really don't protect the transmission of respiratory viruses, which is well-established even, even before COVID. So we, what we see in the, in, in the Donald Trump indictment for campaigning against the stolen election and against vote fraud is an effort to intimidate, not only to keep, preferably convict him and send him to prison if they can, or at least tie him up in lawsuits and make him spend money they could spend on the campaign uh, defending himself, or at least have him under indictment uh, and, and, and hurt his ability to get reelected. That's all there. But it's, but the other key important part of that indictment is to make people afraid to contest the stolen 2024 election. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's why J6 exists. J6 exists. So that it's a reminder to people, you better not gather and have a grievance against this government, our government, our democracy. You better not think that you can come and, and, and complain about what we're doing. You can no longer complain about us. We're not your government. We're a democracy. Yes. Funny, funny how the, the um, not funny, I mean, I mean, funny as an unusual or ironic, that the loudest defenders of our democracy quote unquote, um, yeah. are, the ones that are, are, are the same ones that want to use the government and use big dem tech and use banks and use big companies, big corporations to suppress freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Greg, I just want to I want to posit this here real quick because it just came on me this way. There was a civility in America, whether you especially after the Civil War, it seems like through the the the, the kiln of fire and pain of war. We, we find a, a level of self, you know, mutual respect. And what I mean by that is the North and the South have always been the North and the South, the Democrats and the Republicans, the left and the right. But we had a level of civility in our nation where if the president was a Democrat, the Republicans wouldn't do certain things to that person out of recognition that it would, it would create a, a, a rift in the, in the country. So there were certain things we just, we afforded, presidents a cushion a buffer well these incredible people who have seized the power of our government no different than the democrat party was usurped and turned into something wicked now they've gone full bore and just done it to the entire government these indictments these attacks these investigations these attorneys generals across the united states have breached the civility of our nation a hundred million people Love and respect President Trump. What they have done is said, we don't care about you. We don't care about the rule of law. We don't care about fairness. We have this stick in our hands, and we're going to beat you with it. Yes, it is. They, as I said before, the Democrat Party and its cronies, collaborators, and comrades are devoid of all legal and moral scruples. Their sole guidance is what advances their political interests at the moment. And it didn't get nearly, it did not get nearly as much attention, but this also this past week, the Stalinist attorney general in Michigan, Dana Nessel, indicted uh, election integrity activists that were, that had tried to uh, look into the 2020 election. 
And we know that in, in Colorado, Tina Peters was indicted because she uncovered their vote fraud in, in her county. She was a registrar, a, a, uh, registrar of voters in her county in Colorado. And, uh, she, uh, made a, as she'd been directed by the secretary of state, made a backup copy of all the software and all, and all the data, which then showed how the Dominion guys came in and changed it after the election. And uh, she was also she's also indicted. So, again, the purpose here is and the same Stalinist attorney general in Michigan, Nessel, indicted the, the Trump's electors in Michigan because they, they were an alternative slide, slate. So if the challenge to the vote fraud was successful, then Trump had a slate of electors that would be in place of Biden's slate of electors. Mm-hmm. And she indicted them for serving in that role. And again, the whole pur- the purpose here is to intimidate people into not contesting their vote fraud. Just shut up and obey. That's that's the, your your safest course of action is to just shut up and obey. And these are just examples of what they're doing. Right. And and you're absolutely right. It, it, it seems to be a, a message of shut up and obey. And the sad part, Greg, we actually are. We are shutting up and we are obeying because in my heart, and again, I do not advocate violence, but I do advocate the full-throated use of our freedoms, those same freedoms they're trying to take away from us today. I advocate the full-throated freedom of our of our rights. And we should not be as silent as we are as a drag President Trump from this magistrate to this magistrate. Where have I heard that before? You know, drag from here to here to this court to that court and all this injustice. They're coming for us if they can get him. This man, President Donald J. Trump, he answered the call. I can remember years before he went down the escalator, we all used to say, all we need is a a, a businessman who has some cojones, some cashews, as Larry Elder likes to say, you know, if we could find a man that was a businessman that has cashews that would take it to these people, America would be okay. Well, okay. President Donald J. Trump came down the escalator and he answered the call. And if we're at war, the last thing I'm going to do is leave a brother behind because the enemy, you know, is firing at him because he's firing the big gun. When I was in the Air Force, Greg, I used to carry the M60 machine gun. They told us that's one of the biggest guns in the valley. So the minute you open up with it, they're going to start trying to take you out because you wanted the big guns. Well, it only stands to reason they're going to try to take President Trump out because he's one of the big guns. The last thing we need to do is head for the hills and let them take this man. We need to rally around President Trump. We asked for him. He answered the call and he deserves our loyalty to the last possible moment that we can give it to him. Yeah, it's it's also interesting and and a very defining um, uh, criteria for Republicans is Republican elected holders who have their reaction to this. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who would probably would be I think he would be my he would be my choice if Donald Trump was not was not available if he couldn't run um, or had to drop out. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is at least as MAGA and America first as Donald Trump was. And uh, so he's very clear that this is by a political persecution that he, that if he's elected, he would pardon Donald Trump. Uh, he's going to, he's having, having a rally outside the court when uh, Donald Trump is arraigned on these latest bogus charges and other Republicans, uh, you know, um, Chris Christie, Mike Pence have shown their support for the Department of Injustice, and others have just have kind of uh, mealy mouth and tried to uh, straddle the fence on on that. So I think this is a very defining um, moment for Republicans. And where do you stand? Do you stay? Do you are you do you stand with the Department of Injustice? Are you afraid to speak out against the Department of Injustice? Or are you going to stand up for what's right and uh, and and Donald Trump, even if you may not like him as a person, even if you may disagree with his policies, uh, if they could take him out, if they can apply what they're doing is they're applying the the uh, principle enunciated by Stalin's secret police police chief, Lavrenti Beria, who said or infamously said that, show me the man. 
and I'll find the crime. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what's happening here. And they're stretching and distorting the statutes and and applying them in in ways they've never been used before, all to try to get something on Donald Trump for the reasons that we've talked about. Um, Exactly. You know, you know, Greg, right here, uh, that's what I say about the conditioning of the African-American community. They want to stamp out injustice. They don't want to deal with racists. They don't like, you know, the quote unquote white privilege or what have you. But here's where the conditioning kicks in, Greg. If they could see what's happening to President Trump properly, they would they would understand that this is no different than the injustices we received in the 40s, 50s and 60s. But now instead of rallying around President Donald J. Trump, they've accidentally labeled him as the oppressor when it is their oppressor who's pointing them towards Donald J. Trump and saying, go get him. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a bizarre world that we're living in. If the, if the skin color of President Donald J. Trump was 10 shades darker, maybe they would understand what's happening with this man. The injustice against President Donald J. Trump, as, doc, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Well, it's happening right here in America. It's happening to President Trump right now. And so what does that mean for us in our very in our closing seconds here is that it may take some courage is that when they're coming after people that uh, speak out on the vote fraud and try to do anything uh, is does that mean you either submit and allow them to take steal the country or you have to stand up. And right now, you know, we're not asking people, people don't have to stand up and face the enemy machine gun fire. They don't have to necessarily risk being shot, being shot or anything. Uh, but you need courage. Um, America is the land of the free and the home of the brave. But if you want to be free, you have to be brave, as Dr. Ben Carson said. Uh, that is all the time we have this week. Uh, thank you so much, Kenny, for being on the show and everything you're doing for the cause of our country and freedom. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 